Welcome back to the Fangirl Forum. I'm your host, Meredith Loftus, AKA your friendly neighborhood fangirl. Sorry it's been so long. I was traveling to London. I had busy weekends. I have survived and maybe I'll talk about my Harry Potter adventures in London one day, but that is not what we're doing today because in case you've been living under a rock, Netflix has been just throwing out the goods when it comes to teen rom-coms and I didn't realize I'd fall in love so much until these movies have come into my life. But I'm not alone to talk about them today. Joining me is an incredible writer, award-winning writer for Entertainment Tonight Online. You may know her more for her TV stuff, but she's here to talk about movies. It's the one that only Filiana Ng Welcome! Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really ah, excited. Thank you for joining me, and I'm I'm so excited to talk about this with you because we've been fangirling on our own, like at work, and now uh, to just sit and just like verbally talk about it, it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be super fun. We have a lot of thoughts. About so everything. many thoughts. <laughs> But before we dive into all of this, there was some big news that dropped this week. EW released their first images of Captain Marvel. Yeah, they did. Ten brand new uh, pictures, including a cover of Brie Larson in all of her glory. What'd you think? I thought she looked great, right? I thought the cover was amazing. I thought it really embodies what that character stands for. I'm not super familiar with the character mm-hmm. like as a whole, but just just looking at the cover and the first looks and all the photos, it got me really excited. It got me like, you know, looking forward to that movie when it comes out next year, right? Yeah, in March. In March. Like we are I want to say 6 months out of the movie and mm-hmm. this is the first images look great. I got super geeked about it. Like, seeing her in her costume and all of her glory, because there were some, like, behind-the-scenes pictures of her in that green costume that we mm-hmm. see, which now we know is part of, like, Star Force. Yeah. Um, with a bunch of different people, including Jimmy Chan from Crazy Rich Asians. She plays Min Irva, and she looked great in the costume. Yeah, she looked amazing. I was just bummed that they didn't have like more of her. Mm-hmm. We couldn't see more of her. But I don't I mean, but just that photo itself with her with everybody else was just I mean, I'm excited just for Gemma Gemma's the best. So. I yeah, I'm I'm excited for her. I'm excited for Jude Law, honestly. He, he looks, looks great. Yeah. It's really weird to be talking about Jude Law in a Marvel movie for some reason. Yeah. It just doesn't I don't know, it hasn't computed in my head that he is in this movie as well. It's, no, it's crazy because he's also young Dumbledore yep. in Fantastic Beasts coming up. He's going to be in a Marvel movie. He's hitting all the fandoms. Like, he I love really it. is. He He's doing something right, and I'm on board with it. And then also, okay, can we talk about how good Sam Jackson looks? De-aged, mm-hmm. and with both eyes as Nick Fury. I'm... Do you think we're going to see how he loses the eye? I don't know. What do you I maybe like I don't think has that story been addressed at all it's, in previous It's been movies? teased like in Winter Soldier he okay. tells Robert Redford's character that the last time I trusted fully trusted someone it cost me my eye or I think he, he either told Chris God. Evans that or Robert Redford but the bottom line is like he trusted someone enough that he was betrayed and he lost his eye. So maybe I, I feel like we'll get to see that. That would be a great kind of question answered, mm-hmm. I feel like, because that's been something that I guess he's mentioned or hinted to. So. Yeah, and I mean, since we're, since we're doing it in the 90s, like we're seeing old characters come back, mm-hmm. like Ronan, who is the main villain from Guardians, is going to be there. And I feel... I never know how to say his name, but he was also in Guardians. He's showing up. And young Coulson. Coulson is going to be in this movie. Which, thank God. I know, right? We need Clark Gregg. Oh, yes. We <laughs> so. do. He, it's been long overdue. Just, I I want him to show up in Avengers 4. I just want to find out, like, he survived the snap or whatever. And Tony and him have, like, a moment. 
That's your kind of like ultimate, yeah, that's the moment or dream. That is, it's a guilty like request of mine. Yeah. I have a, I have a laundry <laughs> list of things that need to happen in Avengers Four, but if, like, and that's on that list. Yeah, it's not going to ruin the movie for me, but it would totally help, you know. Well, going back to the Sam Jackson kind of de aging thing, mm-hmm. was that? Did they do that in post? Like, I'm so fascinated by that. I think they did it in post. Like, he had, like, stuff on his face while they were filming. I know. The photo looks, like, looks amazing. Like, he looks amazing. He looks... Whatever they did. Yeah. Like, thumbs up, because... It's scary how good that technology Mm -hmm. has been evolving and growing, Mm -hmm. because now we could honestly do that with most actors now. And they did that, I guess, in that one movie with Robert Downey Jr., right? They did it with him so in Civil War. They like... did it with uh, Michael Douglas for um, yeah, Ant-Man. You're correct. So, uh, yeah, they're just... Keep keep it rolling, um, I guess. Yeah. All Cats of Marvel aside, let's get to the main thing. And for the listeners who have not watched To All the Boys I've Loved Before or Sierra Burgess is a Loser... This is my spoiler warning because spoilers will be talked about this. I'm sorry. You should have seen it by now. But Sierra Burgess, I'll give you a little slack. It just came out this weekend, but come on. You were waiting for this movie too. <laughs> just calling everybody out. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> hey, you have to be careful with these things, yeah. but come on. It, the ti- like it says in the title and the description of this what we're talking about. You should know. So let's just dive into it. To all the boys I've loved before, this thing came out of nowhere and rocked the world, essentially. I went on Twitter that weekend after seeing To All the Boys, and it was all anyone could talk about was this love story, Peter Kavinsky, just everything, like how sweet and pure this couple is. And just how great of a teen rom-com just coming out of Netflix, out of the blue. And, I mean, we started talking about it the next, that next work week. Like, what was your initial response to this movie? I, I think I, when did I start watching it? I watched it that weekend that it came out. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in Nashville watching it. So I was on vacation and I just remember thinking like this is such it like immediately grabbed me just from the from the very beginning like Mm -hmm. it's also I think part of it part of it has to do with the fact that it's an Asian character Mm -hmm. in like the romantic lead role and you just don't see that ever Mm -hmm. um so immediately that was like that drew me in and I don't know it just after watching it that first time I was like I really wish I could capture this like my kind of experience just like discovering what the movie was the first time Mm because you don't get that any you don't get you don't get that back anymore yeah so I don't know I loved it like immediately everything about the movie was just so enjoyable Mm -hmm. and we haven't seen like a rom-com of this nature in a while that's actually good has good messages um there's no you know trickery necessarily there's no I don't know. It just it kind of checked all the boxes for me. Absolutely. I remember just watching this halfway through the movie just being like, I kind of know where this is going, but at the same time, it's just so well executed. It is hitting all of all of these delightful like boxes for me, like these pleasure beats of, oh my gosh, you can tell Peter Kavinsky is falling in love with Laura Jean and it is adorable. And then mm-hmm. the music choices, just yep. how it's shot is gorgeous and you just can't help but falling for every every little chapter of this story. Even like with Josh, he and Laura Jean trying to figure out their friendship from the letters and then Kitty just coming in every scene and stealing them mm-hmm. because it was so cute. I do have to ask, because I saw this online everywhere. Yeah. Were you affected by the popcorn bowl being removed from the fight? I will say, that scene struck me, like, the first time I saw it. I was like, okay. oh, wow, he, like, moved that bowl, like, mm-hmm. before the pillow fight. Like, that's 
you don't see that. You don't see a character do that. Like, mm-hmm. especially a character who's supposed to be, like, a teenager. Yeah. A teenage boy like that. You just don't see that. Mm-hmm. It did It did strike me, like, as something like, oh, this is something that people might talk about, possibly. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, people were obsessing over that one yeah. moment. And other moments. But that moment, especially, I really, yeah, it did, it did, it was something that was like, oh, this is so sweet and mm-hmm. like weird like out of the blue and just not expecting that to, to see that in a movie like this so for well, sure what was your favorite scene that's hard <laughs> I mean I honestly like I feel like the movie I don't say this a lot it could okay. have been longer oh wow yeah I know right so mm-hmm. weird I felt like they could have had another scene or two just charting their relationship progress because okay. I felt like we hit a lot of the big beats each month like from September to December but we don't mm-hmm. really see like them going out on like just a little date I don't even know like yeah. whatever that small moment is like we don't see those real small tiny little moments with between those two characters so mm-hmm. favorite scene though that's difficult I did like the party scene mm-hmm. when the like cute little exchange with the selfies and then like the hair putting putting your hair down because, you mm-hmm. know, Peter says, like, you know, you look pretty with your hair down, mm-hmm. whatever. I like the scene after that where they talk. Things kind of start to get a little real for them. Like, oh, maybe there are actual feelings there. Another scene that I liked was the scene in the kitchen, Peter's kitchen. Oh, yeah. Where they talk about really heavy, like, important kind of family stuff, just, like, about Peter's dad leaving the family and then, you know, Lardine's mom mm-hmm. um, dying um, when she was younger. I felt like, yeah, there are a lot – those scenes really jumped out to me, for sure. Yeah. I – my favorite scene is the scene after the party. I absolutely love um, their conversation and – it hit me emotionally, at least Laura Jean talking about, like, uh, how it's scary. Mm-hmm. Like, love yeah. is actually a scary thing, and it's nice to, like, think about it yeah. and pretend. But when it comes to being truly vulnerable it, and letting somebody in only for them to leave, like, I felt that emotion. I felt yeah. that in the core of for myself. Sure. Um, yeah. And then I was a big fan. I mean, the hot tub scene. I mean, the hot tub scene was, it was just... It was like, okay, yeah, they have chemistry. Yeah. Like, these are people you want to spend time with, like, and you want them to, like, figure their stuff out. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. But the hot tub scene for sure was adorable. Mm -hmm. And so it was just hot. It was hot. Let's be real. Yeah. (laughs) Just shirtless Noah Centineo just gracing us and, yeah, it was great. Well, what's interesting about the character of Peter, too, is, like, I read the first book after mm-hmm. I watched the movie, so okay. just out of curiosity, like, how different, I just wanted to know, like, how different these kind of versions of Peter were, like, yeah. the movie version and then the book version, and in the book, it's a lot messier. Really? It, it's like the characters are a lot less kind of perfect, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. um, and Peter kind of falls in that camp where he's a lot less He's more imperfect in the book. Okay. There's a lot more rough edges. Like, he is a lot more... Like, you could see why someone would think he might be a little annoying mm-hmm. at times. Yeah. You know, he's he's a 17-year-old boy, or 16-year-old boy. Yeah, something so, like that. So, you know, they, they're still learning and growing. Um, but, yeah, so it was interesting to watch, to have kind of have that comparison where the movie version of Peter was. So, not... I mean, he's more perfect in the book but like he's just so much more like you want him he's just like a they lean into his better qualities absolutely so and I think it's really interesting and I think like Noah brought something like extra to him like all the little traits that we picked up on that made him more endearing even though Mm -hmm, he was like the typical jock you know Mm -hmm. dating like the mean popular girl and you have to wonder about his character Mm -hmm. but then like yep you see the little things about him and I think he brought that and made him more likable from the get-go for sure oh yeah um well you did a lot of so after the movie came out you did a lot of articles on To All the Boys I've Loved Before. And I, did. I, I just have to say, first and foremost, thank you 
for doing You're that. welcome. Like, I'm doing – I feel like everyone was, like, obsessed over the movie and wanted to know everything. Like, me too. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was included in that conversation. Like, I wanted to know about everything. Like, every little, like, behind-the-scenes moment. I wanted, like, answers to everything. So, it was a pleasure. <laughs> You you served the world well because of this. Because because of you, we found out that the lock screen of the two of them yes. sleeping was just them on set. It was just yep. Noah and Lana just being adorable and napping in and between napping. takes. Cause yeah, because I they're know. that great. It's it's a lot. They're a lot. They're too cute. It's yeah. They're so cute and um. Like, a lot of things have come out. Obviously, listeners, you can go check it out on etonline.com. All of her articles are there, and they're so worth uh, reading. Like, you talked with the director. You talked with uh, the author of the book. You talked with Lana. Yes. And you talked with the casting director. Did you talk with anybody else? Um, We had Noah in. That's right. For uh, recently. So his stuff is also up there too. Mm-hmm. Um, Which Courtney did a fantastic job, job with that. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you want to know? Oh my gosh. Okay. So uh, <laughs> first, who was your favorite interview? Hmm. From from To All The Boys? Yes. It's a tie. I it's I love talking to Lana. I thought she was so bubbly, so not Larjean mm-hmm. in the movie. Larjean is very kind of, she's like an introvert. Yes. She's very quiet, kind of shy. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like the complete opposite. She's very energetic, mm-hmm. super into everything that you, like willing to engage in conversation, has fun. Like oh, you could God. tell she, she has a great personality and mm-hmm. you could tell she's super smart. Um, so she was great to talk to. And I love talking to the director, Susan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, she gave a lot of insight into kind of the filming of um, the movie and all the little scenes that made it into the movie, mm-hmm. whether they were like unscripted or if they were on the page, why they changed certain things from the book from or from the script, things like that. So, yeah, and yeah. interesting about that particular interview was that they like she mentioned that there was a Halloween deleted scene that we missed out on, which you were talking about earlier, how you wish the movie was longer. Yeah, hearing that, I. I wanted that scene selfishly too. Um, were there other scenes that were cut on the editing floor? Um, not that they would, not that she would, not that she would say. Okay. But the Halloween scene was originally in the script. Um, okay. And they couldn't get it. Is a big moment in the book. So a lot of the fans of the book were really hoping that that scene made it into the movie Mm -hmm. but in the scene Peter wears like a Spider-Man costume so I don't know if it was a a thing with like Marvel or whatever where they couldn't do that or they couldn't figure out how to work it into the movie correctly so Mm -hmm. um they didn't end up shooting that okay um but there were it's not more and it, it's not so much like deleted scenes it's more like they just changed a lot of like major moments from mm-hmm. the book like the first kiss between Peter and Largine happened outside of the seventh grade spin the bottle was uh, um, on the track in the movie right yeah but in the book it's actually in the hallway and oh. um, Largine runs up to him and like jumps into his arms. And that's their first kiss. Yeah. Wow. It's very different. So that could have been interpreted completely differently than just whatever happened. Mm-hmm. And, and I think whatever they did in the movie plays a lot better to the story they were telling. Was the hallway kiss, was it a response to Josh coming to talk with her about the letter? Or I believe was it? so. Okay. Yeah, I believe the, the intention was still the same. It okay. It was just like they changed the setting and it like looked weird I remember talking to Lana about that scene and she how she wished that that scene actually like made it into the movie instead of the track scene Mm -hmm. she said that she and Noah like stopped production for a couple hours just to try and figure out and see Mm -hmm. if like they could actually make it happen just like didn't work out so she was really bummed about that um but yeah no it's I think that it was the same motivation with behind the scene it was just different setting Mm -hmm. but I think it played better whatever they ended up doing so 
I I actually really enjoyed the track scene just because how she like ran away from it yep. too because she's all of us after she avoids she likes to avoid the issues at hand oh yeah for Runs sure away. yeah it's like same girl same what what has been your favorite little tidbit that you've gotten out of uh, your many interviews? That's an interesting question. Um, I don't, well, it's not so much like a revelation now because everyone's been like talking about it, but when I did the interview a couple days after the movie had come out, I didn't realize that a lot of those like small like Peter Kavinsky moments that we were all obsessing over, like the popcorn move, Mm -hmm. the spin move, the Mm -hmm. like splash in the hot tub, those were all improvised by Noah. So like that to me really told me like just that he was incredibly present in the like in the scene, on Mm -hmm. the day, in in super in character, brought his own kind of little touch to the character mm-hmm. that really surprised me and was like this this kid's gonna make it oh, if yeah. he chooses the right like path like post this kind of surge that he's kind of experiencing right now mm-hmm. um yeah no it's just it was just interesting talking to a lot of people behind the scenes like it was great to talk to Jenny Han who wrote this mm-hmm. the book and she's a producer on the movie and she was on set just talking about kind of like her favorite the moments that she realized Lana was Largine mm-hmm. and Noah was Peter. Like, it was just hearing her kind of really reflecting on that because that must have been a crazy, like, out-of-this-body moment for her. Oh, completely. To see her characters, like, come to life, mm-hmm. like, in front of her, like, in front of the camera. So um, it was cool to hear her, like, talk about that. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a similar experience. I know, like, I remember watching an interview of J.K. Rowling mm-hmm. when she was talking about the Ministry of Magic. Like, it was so surreal for her to actually go on set to see the Ministry of Magic because she's like, you don't understand. I was in my head yesterday mm-hmm. about, like, yeah. in the Ministry of Magic, and now I see it before me, and this is just too bizarre. Like, this is – you don't understand, like, how crazy this is. And so – to hear that, like, Jenny also had those moments yeah. with the characters that she created. It's got to be, like, it, I'm sure it's meant the world to her and then yeah. some, you know? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Well, another thing that came out, uh, I think it was when you talked with the casting director of To All the Boys and Sierra Burgess, is mm-hmm. that Sierra Burgess was shot, Sierra Burgess as a loser was shot first. Yes. Um, and it was from there that they were like, oh yeah, this Noah kid, he could do Peter Kavinsky as well, right? Yeah, there's like a whole story behind that, behind how he got both. So it's the same casting director for both movies, and Mm -hmm. she was, her name's Tamara Lee Notcut, um, and she was casting for Sierra Burgess, I believe, and he had come in for just like a really small role in Mm -hmm. Sierra Burgess. He wasn't supposed to be playing Jamie. Yeah, because Jamie was already cast. Oh, he was. He was cast with another actor. Okay. Uh, who, his name, I believe, is Ben Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in X-Men Apocalypse. Um, oh, so another one of... Uh, Lana's co-stars. Yeah. Yeah. So he was supposed to be, he was supposed to play Jamie and Sierra Burgess, but then mm-hmm. scheduling didn't work out, so he had to drop out. And so by that time, Noah had already come in and auditioned for, he auditioned for the role of Spence. Veronica's douchey oh, boyfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we could have been deprived of a, the summer of, like, Noah Centineo had oh. he not come in front. It's crazy how I this can't, stuff happens. I, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. You don't understand my face right now. It's just, like, mind is blown. I'm thinking about, like, what a world we would be living in we right now if he was not. such a different place in our lives. I feel like it is real. So, yeah, he auditioned for that smaller role, mm-hmm. um, and then the guy dropped out, and then I guess they were, like, desperate for to find their new Jamie, and mm-hmm. I talked to the director, and he his name is Ian Samuels, and he said that it was very difficult to find Jamie, because everyone that they were looking at who were coming mm-hmm. into the, who was coming in for the role, they look like the typical, like, you know, high school buff, like football, jock, whatever. Yeah. And they were looking for someone a little more soulful, earnest, mm-hmm. like all that stuff. And um, they weren't finding that. And so the casting director was the one who was like, you know, I did see Noah for this one 
like smaller role maybe he can come back in for Jamie and so that was how that happened wow he had to self-tape according to the casting director it came around like the holidays or something and so he self-taped and then came back in and Mm -hmm. it was great but then it was through that getting that role that he got to all the boys uh-huh. Um, because the casting director for To All the Boys was the same one as Sierra Burgess. She mm-hmm. recommended him. Okay. For Peter Kavinsky. Because she thought... It was interesting. She said that she thought, like, through that one audition for Spence, mm-hmm. he, she could kind of see that he was capable of playing a little bit more, like, of an egotistical kind of jock mm-hmm. kind of a role. But yeah. still be sweet and charming at the same time. So there's like the middle ground. She felt very confident that she he was able to do that. Yeah. Um. So that's how he w- was even in the room for Peter. It's so fascinating how these casting decisions yeah. happen. But so glad she made that kind of observation. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously, <laughs> if it weren't for you, we wouldn't have the memes, the gifts, just the presence of yeah. Noah Centineo in our lives, even though, yes, he's been around, but Mm -hmm. on the main stage like this, I... Yeah. What a world we'd be in. It'd be... I just don't even want to think about it. I know. (laughs) So so let's jump into Sierra Burgess as a loser, because obviously he is also in that. It came out this weekend. I watched it last night for the first time, and... I thought it was really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cute. It was heartwarming. And it was a total 80s send-up because Leah Thompson and Alan Rugg are her parents. Uh, it is just so – that was perfect casting in my book. Yeah. I'm like, if you Agreed. really want to tap into the 80s vein, get some people from the Brat Pack to uh, be like usher in this new generation. And they did it really well. I just liked the story. I loved how confident Sierra was. I love Jamie. When I think about Jamie, as much as, like, Peter Kavinsky, like, it was an immediate, like, love for him Mm -hmm. for all that he was, I feel like at the end of the day, I probably would go for more of a Jamie because he's much more of a nerd like I am. and um, A lot more relatable. Way more relatable. Easier to, I feel like, talk to or approach. Mm Mm-hmm. On, like, an everyday level. Like, you know, if you saw, like, a Jamie or something on the street, like, you would... I would, yeah, like, it would be easier to kind of, like, come up and, like, exactly. start a conversation. Exactly. As, like how Sierra and Dan did. That was one of my favorite scenes when Noah, not Noah, Noah, <laughs> Jamie and his brother are playing football. Yes. And Dan's like, oh, this should be good. And she drags her over there to, like, get them to meet. And she plays mute. And it was very hilarious in my opinion um yeah that scene was fun to watch mm-hmm. um it was just yeah it was fun it was just kind of like I don't it was fun yeah, yeah. I'll just leave it at that I mean it, yeah I but here's here's where I think like I know I need to rewatch it a couple more times before I make a definite like one is greater than the other yeah I do think I like to all the boys a little bit better because I had a big problem with just Sierra being, like, a jerk, you know? She kind of flips out of a moment of being hurt to, like, send out that, me- like, send out that picture mm-hmm. to everybody. The DM breakup on yeah. Veronica's Instagram, right? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was just, like, whoa, where did this come from? And the fact that, like, she knew what she was doing the whole time. You can only go so far. How long did you think this charade was yeah. going to last? Because otherwise, Veronica and Jamie will get married one day, potentially. Like, you're going to, like, keep this going on forever. So, of course, like, hearts are going to be broken. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think she had some unrealistic expectations with catfishing Jamie for as long as she did. Yeah, that scene in the football game, the one that you're talking about right now, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That was a difficult scene for me to really wrap my head around like Mm -hmm. I understand the motivations behind it like Mm -hmm. I understand that you know she's not cool she's doesn't seem to have like a much of a social life outside of like her friend Dan and Mm -hmm. she isn't the kind of ideal like body type of like who you know like guys I guess like in a girl Mm -hmm. or something like that or or consider beautiful or something like that so that scene was really 
it was difficult to watch because it did it, I do agree it did seem like it kind of came out of nowhere and what it well it was like I guess an emotional response to fair or reaction to I suppose seeing Jamie and Veronica kiss yeah. but it's like what did she expect them to do Veronica mm-hmm. can't just not kiss him yeah because they're That's supposedly the dating of yeah. the ruse, right? Mm-hmm. Is like he thinks that it's Veronica he's talking to, mm-hmm. and he thinks that it's Veronica he's supposed to be kissing, right? So yeah, because he you can't just you can't anticipate for when Jamie is going to be like spontaneous and just yes. like randomly kiss Veronica because guys do that. Guys so. do that, and that's normal when you're kind of in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? So. That scene when she just posted that in on Instagram was it was hard because it was it was hard because it was like wait has she gone too far is she now like are you able to redeem her yeah is she likable at this point are we supposed to be empathetic toward her kind of mm-hmm. whole situation like how are we supposed to be feeling so that scene did kind of yeah strike a chord in just not in like a way of like oh I totally understand where she's coming from just like oh that's so out of the blue and so dramatic and so I don't know it it was an interesting scene and how they resolved that was was also kind of interesting agreed I don't know what you thought about how they dealt with that I expected her and Dan to like quickly make up because as close as they were I their friendship was one of my favorite parts of the movie honestly so seeing them get be friends again I was like okay great I'm glad that that's fixed sending the song to Veronica. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Veronica was really supportive of her singing and wanting her yeah. to like show that with others. I did think, I honestly thought their friendship came together a little too fast for me. Like after they did. Okay. The, so yes, they had been like meeting up for study sessions and like helping her along with this. I just think the moment that they did the FaceTime, I guess, she was giggly afterwards, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that worked out. And they immediately went into, like, taking selfies and all of that. I I wanted to see more of a progression. Like, mm-hmm. I saw her, like, warming up to her, but I just thought that was a little jarring. And so the fact that, like, a song, I guess, made up for that betrayal. Yeah. But no, I, I totally see your point. Yeah, yeah totally but I appreciate, like, Veronica, like, trying, like, making things right yeah. with Jamie uh, going before the dance. And then their makeup at the end, I thought they were pausing a little too long. Of, Are you just not going to talk to each other? Yeah. What is this? But then they, like, came together and hugged, and yeah. I thought that was yeah. cute. So those were some, like, those were some problems, I guess, I had as far as, like, I know that was a big part of the story, and mm-hmm. I can appreciate that they were telling a friendship story as well yeah. as it was a rom-com and also about growing up and being a teenager and not being the typical beauty, I yeah. guess, and living in the shadow of her successful parents and, like, how do you deal with all of that? Like, overall, I thought that was great, but just individual parts of that were... I wasn't fully buying. I don't know. Yeah. You mentioned the going back to the football scene. I think the director had said that they actually, in the original script, Sierra actually goes farther than just posting that. So What? Yeah. So that was interesting that they had to pair they had to pair a lot of the script down, basically, mm-hmm. for budget reasons, for filming reasons, like they just didn't have time or the money. Of course. So yeah, it was interesting to hear him talk about how Sierra you know went after like Veronica's like mom or like her dad and think other mm-hmm. things in addition to that DM breakup so mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't go there because I feel mm-hmm. like if that happened it's just you there's you the can't. line you can't cross anymore and you've just mm-hmm. turned into the, like your worst enemy and you, mm-hmm. you are going to be unlikable from now on so I'm glad they didn't do that but yeah so it was interesting to hear that in in the script originally there was more I guess, which doesn't exactly, it's just interesting to hear Mm -hmm. the decision behind kind of paring that stuff down. Yeah, and I'm, and for that sake, I'm happy that they did, did, because otherwise Mm -hmm. I would not have been okay with the ending, you know? Yeah. There were points where I was a little worried about, you know, Veronica 
actually maybe having feelings for Jamie through yes. And I, because we've seen this before in oh, past, for sure. like, romantic comedies of, like, the 90s, early 2000s. That's Some, a trope that we've that's seen. That's a trope that you've seen where, you know, the person who's pretending suddenly falls in love and is like, mm-hmm. oh, you're actually kind of great and I actually really like you. Mm-hmm. So I and was she really made, like, worried. a comment, she too, a like, comment. after, mm-hmm. what was his name? Ben Spence. That kid. Yes. After, like, the Spence breakup and whatnot, and she was like, if this happened, if I was seeing Jamie, this wouldn't have happened or something. It's like, okay. And then, so it's like that, I was getting slightly worried that there were points where I was like, I hope they don't go down that road. Mm-hmm. And I think that we were supposed to think that they, that they were. Yeah. But I'm glad that they didn't, and I'm glad yeah. Veronica was like, no. You know, mm-hmm. she she didn't go there. So yeah. And I she really, didn't go and get, like, Jamie for no. herself. Like, I appreciated I'm, that aspect of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I know, like, a lot of the focus um, has been on, like, you know, Jamie and Sierra because it's Noah playing Jamie and everyone's obsessed with him currently. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it is a secondary story to Sierra and Veronica. Like, their kind of friendship is sort of a love story in a weird way. It is. Even though, like you said, maybe it happened a little too quickly to your liking Mm -hmm. or, you know, things, their resolution at the end of, like, the DM breakup situation was a little too like done to kind of like hastily or something like that so but it was within like two hours of a movie yeah things have to move yeah along. Like, I, yeah you we get it yeah get i get it, it. We get it and like, yeah. it's it's a netflix team team rom-com <laughs> like things are going to move by a little bit faster yeah. of like how things happen i'm fine with it like yeah. at the end of the day but okay. yeah i did it did speed by but yes their friendship was a secondary like love story I guess and yes, it, like their sure. loyalty towards each other and like, yeah the bonds of friendship over like, I'm the cool one yeah I'm the loser but yeah. I love how confident Sierra was towards her everyone wants to be my friend I don't I, wanna, it's like I don't I don't and I she don't. was like struck by that excuse me like I love that I yeah. actually really did like that scene I oh, thought yeah. that scene in the hallway was great agreed I do want to ask you your your thoughts on just it's basically a catfishing story. Yeah. What are your thoughts on kind of seeing Jamie and Sierra through their kind of flirt text texting, mm-hmm. their phone calls? Like, what did you did you like that? Did you like seeing that? Like, what did you think that worked? Like, what did mm-hmm. you what didn't work for you? I'm just curious your thoughts on that part of the movie. The texting at the beginning, I was like, all right, let's see how this goes. But then when they started talking on the phone and yeah. the natural, like, chemistry came out of, like, okay. their similar interests, that's when I bought into the two of them together. Because, yeah, P was sending her, like, okay, I love a shirtless Noah Centineo. I'm not going to deny that fact. But him sending the mirror pic was like oh it was my gosh why'd you do it but well, like it was because his friend suggested it which not yeah. necessarily the best, best advice to no anyway it came a little quickly yes uh, but, but i love <laughs> but then the reaction afterwards like he was ready to apologize and yeah. like oh my gosh that was a mistake i was like okay this yeah. is jamie is i'm i'm falling for you jamie you're great when they were on the phone with each other, that's when I started to buy into okay. the two of them potentially being a couple. Okay. I was like, I, sh- I ship this. Like, yeah. You're into whatever their vibe was. Yeah. Okay. And I could see, yeah, they were just clicking on a lot of different levels and they were talking for like four hours. Him in the cowboy pajamas, were they? After yeah, she was drinking. Like yep. Adorable. Oh my gosh. Like, and him just being on the phone with her until she passes out was so, like, those were the cute moments where, like, I, I want him to know the truth. And it's like, they're small moments too. Like, they're mm-hmm. nothing crazy. Like, yeah. and this is like real life though. Like, this is like, these are the moments that people remember, I feel like. It's mm-hmm. not the, like, grand, like, pronouncement of something mm-hmm. in, that we always see in the movies, right? In yeah. these types of movies, in these types of films. So it was great that I think both To All the Boys and Sierra Burgess really embraced the just like small, like, like the smaller intimate smaller moments. intimate moments, because those are the moments that count. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. But I did like really liked watching them kind of starting to get to know each other mm-hmm. through their 
phone conversations. I yeah. thought it was different. It was interesting just, like, not having them share the screen. or yeah face-to-face at least as for, long as they were yeah because they really if you really think about it they were only in like maybe three or four scenes together if that what did you think of the kiss the first kiss the or the first, second one the first kiss like the fake at like close your eyes you know you know the first time I watched it I was like oh this is kind of hilarious like mm-hmm. oh that's so sweet they pulled it off yeah I was like amazed that because logistically, I can only imagine it must have been a nightmare. To oh, yeah. shoot, to figure it out. Oh. I don't even know what it looked like in the script. For sure. Whatever. So the more I think about it, though, the more I'm like, you know, this could be an issue. Just in terms of, like, consent is a huge thing right now. Of so course. that could be an issue. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that that's not what this movie is. Like, mm-hmm. they're not trying to, like create conversation about that yeah um I know that's not the point of it but the more I think about it the more I'm like this could be problematic to like somebody who doesn't maybe has problems with this movie like I totally can see why Mm -hmm. this would be an issue um I thought they pulled it off in terms of like this in terms of like the context of the movie absolutely um but like yeah it I don't know. It's it, it's interesting. It the first kiss like switcheroo thing was was interesting because it's like how Jamie like how do you not know mm-hmm. that it's maybe somebody else? Yeah. Like I just like you could tell there was, was an, something different anyways too. Like right. the air and changed. even like, he noticed. Yeah, right. Maybe, but I don't know what you thought about. I thought that. I thought the scene was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how it played up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought their first kiss was actually really cute, yes. I guess, because like you could tell like they both felt it. Yeah. But then afterwards you feel heartbroken because you're like, oh my gosh, Sierra, I, like when is this going to end? Like when is this raid going to end because you can't keep doing this? And yeah. it kind of, it yeah, like, it was cute, and I felt it, but then it, like, was ultimately, like, sour, too, because I just know, like, this isn't gonna end well. This can only get worse from here. Like, how is this mm-hmm. gonna yeah. end up? And, yeah, I do agree, like, if you had problems with this movie, that, that scene might be, be one super, of the reasons why. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's interesting, because it's based on the Cyrano the Bergerac play. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's the whole premise of the that mm-hmm. play, So, but they just gender-swapped it. So what's interesting is, like, if this story was done, if the guy was doing this and not the girl, like, we would have major issues. Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't even know if this movie would... It's just interesting mm-hmm. to, like think about that in context of the world we are in right now in 2018 so um but yeah no I mean at the end of the day though I know that's not what the movie is but it it was it was funny at first mm -hmm. and then the more I'm like oh you know yeah it it was still it was a really good scene it was really cute Mm -hmm. if you really like that type of you want Sierra to have her moment she had her moment Mm -hmm. so what did you think of the sunflower song I thought I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought Shannon has a really good, she has a really good singing voice. Um, and I really liked it. I liked the lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. I liked the message behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the screenwriter, Lindsay Bear, actually, she wrote the script, I think, six years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it took her six years to make this film. But she said that that, song was originally a poem that she had written I believe in high school wow so it's been there for a while um and they turned it into a song when they realized like you know Shannon has a good voice yeah so they turned it into a song and I think it it's beautiful I I was honestly shocked by like mm-hmm. how good of a voice she has so if Shannon you want to go do your music <laughs> career I think we'd endorse yeah. that at this we'd point. We'd be okay with that. Yeah. I mean, we'd, we'd check it out. Oh, yeah. We'd listen to it, yeah. Especially if it's, like, that song. Like, it's gorgeous. Oh, for sure. Gorgeous. Like, stay to, like, the singer-songwriter <laughs> acoustic stuff. Yeah. Please don't go poppy. Like, I... Or if you want to go poppy, that's your prerogative. I'll just listen to you more with, like, stuff like this. <laughs> I'm just putting my cards on the table. Yeah, you know? no, totally. Totally. So, overall, uh... 
Well, pause. I thought by the... I loved the ending of this movie, how it was a send-up of the 80s, like, with the flash frame of, like, what happened to each of them. updates. It was so cute. I I didn't realize how much I, like, missed seeing something as, like, corny Mm -hmm. and cheesy like that. So because of that, like, I initially asked you, like, sequel thoughts. Like, what do you think they should do next? But after that ending, I don't know if I even want a sequel. What are your thoughts? For Sierra Burgess? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't I don't see how they really need to continue the story mm-hmm. um necessarily with these characters mm-hmm. but um cuz yeah, you're right. The ending was pretty finite. Like I felt like we really got a sense of where they were and yeah, I, basically they're going to be fine. Yeah. Um although it cracks me up that Dan like yes. somehow made it into an all-girls school. Like I just want to know like what did you do to he, like get worm your way into that? Like, well, I want I the story he, for that. Like, well, he pulled, I guess, the thing that he the same trick that they were doing with uh, the track team, like yeah. trying to be the female on the boys' track team to make a statement and stand out. He was doing the reverse, okay. and it worked. Okay. Yeah, I mean, good for Dan. Like, I love that up. That update cracked me up. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, sure, totally, totally in character. Um, but yeah, I agree. I don't not necessarily think that there's a room for a sequel, but I know that the writer Lindsay had been angling for one on Twitter mm-hmm. a couple of days before the movie came out. Um, so, and I talked to her about it, and it, she wouldn't divulge like details, but she said that it basically there are other characters in this world that she would like to explore. Okay, like more story for not necessarily Jamie and Sierra, but. Maybe. other characters interesting so i'm not quite sure who but um like veronica is kind of an interesting you know could be an interesting case study oh yeah um dan like, could be interesting i don't quite know who else would warrant anything seriously of, like a follow-up so like that would be a really cool sequel i know uh, like veronica all of her family stuff was very very interesting so like, i'd love to dive more into that and the seeing, mystery like, of like the dad um does he try to reconnect with him like as mm-hmm. she goes off to college like it's what? interesting yeah so there's there's ideas there but mm-hmm. um just as of like a viewer like you mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm dying for it yeah you know like i don't necessarily think i need it right now but if it comes fine I, that's cool. Whereas, like, we're all waiting for them to just announce that to all the boys up love before is getting yeah. the sequel. Yep. Because, so help me, we need more. We need more. Um, I do agree. Um, at this point, I feel like it's just a matter of when. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the director had said that a couple weeks ago that Netflix usually waits 28 days before they make any kind of a decision. That's fair. So, you know, I think it's it's been three weeks right now so mm-hmm. there's probably like another week um but i can't imagine them not ordering a sequel mm-hmm. um if they don't order one it there has to be like other reasons for it but mm-hmm. it seems like the cast wants to do it there's mm-hmm. more story there there's more source material there there's Absolutely. two more books yes um you know they kind of left the movie with like that mid credit scene with that guy, John, John Ambrose, Ambrose McLaren, who is, like, a fan favorite in the books, mm-hmm. which will be interesting to see how they approach the second movie, knowing how much people like Peter and Laura Jean together. Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to be a fascinating challenge mm-hmm. if and when the sequel is ordered, so... Yeah, it's like, how do you toe the line of, like, telling the story yeah. and you're supposed to actually like John Ambrose, but then we've fallen so in love with, like, Peter, Peter. like... How do you do a yeah. love triangle that feels like... If that's the direction that they it, go exactly. in. Maybe they, they're not going to. That um, is very true. But when I spoke to the director at the time, it seemed like they were following, possibly going to follow in the vein of, like, the second book, which okay. is a love triangle. So, mm-hmm. between Peter Largin and John Ambrose. So, I just don't know if that's something we necessarily... I don't know, Just this is me just, like, personally talking. I don't yeah. know if I want to see that necessarily because I know how much Peter is so, like, he's just awesome. Yeah. So no guy is going to, like, live up to that level. Exactly. It's impossible. Like, it's going to be near impossible to get to that level of Peter. Like, we've like, set he, the bar so, so high. high. Like, which, is it, like, is it our, are we just projecting? Like, I, I don't <laughs> know. Like, why is this 
is it the character? Is it the like the guy playing him? Is it like every? Is it just like everything kind of into one thing? Like I feel like it's a lightning in the bottle kind of moment with that character. So. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see like what they decide to do mm-hmm. when they get that sequel. Because I feel like they're gonna get that sequel. They oh, have yeah. to at this point. I feel like there will be riots if they don't get the sequel. <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I know they're yes. gonna do it. Any, do you have any thoughts on John Ambrose casting? Well, the guy that they had playing the character, his name is Jordan Burchett. Okay. I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly. Not familiar with him, but he played him in that, like, like five-second cameo at the end. So I don't know if he'll, if that's the direction they're going in, like, Mm -hmm. if he'll return like maybe I have no idea I mean right now I no one can live up to just know as Peter like it is mm-hmm. impossible right now mm-hmm. so if they wanted to continue that story I don't know they would I don't know I don't know what yeah. your thought like what are your thoughts on the guy I just who played think him? that he was there so briefly I feel like they could get away with recasting um he was a gimmick at the end yeah sadly like the character was so yeah it was um, just like a psychic haha the other letter came in um and he's ready yeah he's there he's like let's chat um (laughs) so yeah i I don't know i mean i don't have anybody in mind personally for casting because like right now i just think like well one the casting director clearly knows what she's doing because like yeah, amazing all around for both casts, I think, for Seer versus a Loser and for To All the Boys. So I kind of, I trust her if she decides to either stick with John Ambrose or she gets somebody new. She actually did not cast the character, uh, the guy for John Ambrose. That was well, I take that else. all back. That was I rescind that statement. Um. That character in particular was done. She had said, I assume the same thing too. Um, mm-hmm. I thought she had done the casting for everything, but she said that it was her, like a Canadian okay. casting director who did it because they shot up in Vancouver. Oh, okay. And the part was so small. It that literally yeah. is a five second thing. So, mm-hmm. and you have, she had no lines. So that was done by somebody else. So she had no say in that. So. So it's in your hands. Do you keep them? Do you get somebody new? Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I just can't wait to... I just really want them to order the sequel so that Mm -hmm. we can start speculating. Because I just love the, like, there's already theories. Of course. The director said, when I spoke to her a couple weeks ago, she had said that, you know, the second movie will probably have... will probably explore Peter and Laura Jean's relationship struggles. Yeah. Because we didn't really see that mm-hmm. in the first movie. So, um, and what that means exactly for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I know kind of what happens in the books. Yeah. So, it'll be I did. I did look up on Wikipedia what happened in the books. Yeah, so, so they moved... So you're aware that they moved up a certain things from yes. the, second, the second book to fit the kind of construct of the, the movie. Yes. So that'll be interesting to see, like, what they decide to move up from, like, the third book, perhaps, or, like, yeah. whatever. Um, so we'll see. I'm here for it. We're here for it. <laughs> I did want to ask you one last thing about, because uh, you did talk with the casting director, and I think you came up short that you were not, a, that so far these, these actors in these uh, Netflix teen movies mm-hmm. that are coming out, they're creating their own brat pack. Yeah. We need a new name for them because they're not no the brat idea. pack. I I can't I can't think of one right now. It's so hard. I know. It is it is difficult. But yeah, no, Netflix is doing great with these kind of teen like coming of age like mm-hmm. uh romances, rom-coms, mm-hmm. things like that. I feel like they're the only platform that's really taking them seriously. Mhm. Which is unfortunate because there is an audience out there for it. And oh. guys. Guys are lo- also really are, into it. Yes. Like a lot of, like, my, are you, maybe you've heard this too at your work, but like mm-hmm. a lot of my coworkers have like talked, male coworkers have like mm-hmm. talked about how much they love to all the boys. Yeah. So it's like there's an audience that is out like, there for it. So that's men and women. Mm-hmm. 
I just so. see like them going in the vein of like John Hughes if they keep going with this. Okay. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be rom-coms each time Mm -hmm. but doing like these teen coming-of-age movies that tap into like the things that teens are struggling with now growing up like the fear of the unknown which like you even hear it from Veronica saying like I don't like to think about life outside of high school high school because she's been living like that's been her moment yeah so and those are very big themes of a lot of John Hughes movies that Mm -hmm. I love and I want to see them continue to tap into it and to kind of pull from the cast that they have going on. Like, I love to see them, like, mix and match and, like, with different characters and what would happen with that, you know? So who's, like, your ultimate dream? Like, if you had five, like, actors from recent Netflix, like, teen movies that have come out this summer, who is, like, your dream, like, My dream crew? Oh, man. Well, obviously, Noah, first and foremost, Mm -hmm. he should be in, like, all the movies, whether he has like a slight like walking cameo or something, just in, one in the of background, them. yeah, just just hanging just out. Just like it's the <laughs> it's the Noah Centineo cinematic universe of Netflix that he is. That's just great. Always in them. Um, he totally needs to be in them. I think uh, the girl who plays Kitty. Should. Oh, Anna Cathcart. Yeah. She's great. Because she's still growing up. I feel like you can do, like, a ninth grade joining, like, going into high school movie with her, and she would be a lot of fun. Let's see. I don't know. I, I really love Zoe Dutch. I think she's a little too old for it, though, because I loved her and Set It Up, mm-hmm. but she would too old for that brat pack, I guess, now. I guess. Yeah. She's still, she still looks young, so. She still looks she very still young. She do, like, the college thing, maybe. And, yeah, and, again, like, most of the high school people yeah. that we see on TV, most of them are, like, A couple years older, at least, so. Mid-20s, yeah. you know. So those are the main ones that come to okay. mind right now, at least of the, of the movies that they have so far. No one from The Kissing Booth? I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's let that die, just, like, yeah. over there. Okay, but, like, I read somewhere that Noah said he auditioned for the romantic lead no. for The Kissing Booth. Can you imagine how different that movie would have been? Oh, That's all I'm saying. It could have been anyway. so much better, potentially, just because of, like, mm-hmm. what he brings to each little character. Like, if his quirks, I guess, made it a little bit more enjoyable. And then the height like, difference wouldn't, wouldn't be as bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For real, though. Um, what about you? What are some uh, like actors the, that come to mind? No, obviously. I feel like he brings... I, someone actually had tweeted um, something about why they think that Noah is, like, been, you know, the subject of all this, like, adoration and love. But, mm-hmm. Like, with to all the boys especially and it's because their whole point was like in a rom-com of any kind doesn't even have to be teens you need a guy or you need like a love interest to look at their person well Mm -hmm. like he has that look where like he doesn't have to say anything and you're just just like I feel it Mm -hmm. like I feel it and I believe it so I don't know what that is like, if that's just his personality, like, where, where that comes from necessarily. Um, but that observation, I thought, was spot on. Because if you think back to, like, rom-coms of, like, the past just that you love, that we all love, mm-hmm. that is so true. Like, like get someone who looks at you the way that, like, Noah looks at Laura Jean. Like, yeah, I've basically. seen those. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've even seen the ones, like, get you someone who... Uh, looks at you the way that Poe Dameron looks at BB-8, which I, I mean, agree. it's like Oscar Isaac is a perfect ex- example. Oh my Not gosh, Not rom-coms, yes. but like, just... he has that thing. He knows how to look, and looks are very important. Like, yes. not like physical looks, but like looking, like, like, like eye the contact gaze. And the gaze. Yeah, the gaze. Like, very, very crucial in movies like that, where it is reliant on like, face-to-face interaction yeah like that is so important so I thought that that was like an observation about Noah that like I I never really thought about until Mm -hmm. someone until I saw it on Twitter I was like you know what they just like hit the nail on the head with that so Noah definitely is on my list I love Lana Mm -hmm. I think she's just adorable she is and I feel like she could play 
she should be able, she should have, like, more lead roles like this. Not necessarily, like, action, because she's been doing Mm -hmm. a lot of action in her career. Mm -hmm. But, like, I would like to see her in more, like, dramatic roles. Like, just playing an everyday girl or woman, like, going through life. Like, I think she has a lot to offer there. Shannon Purser, just because she's, I feel like Netflix just loves her. I mean, right? ever since Barb, like, I don't think they can really go wrong <laughs> with Shannon Purser. And, yeah, yeah, they will, <laughs> casting her in everything is justice for Barb. Exactly. Um, Zoe was on my list, but I just yeah. love her. Uh, yeah, she's just great. She's just adorable, and I feel like she could pull, er- like, anything off. Mm-hmm. And I was going to include, like, Joey King, potentially, mm-hmm. but I think she's a little too young Yeah, for that. I don't know. It's something. I don't know. I watched The Kissing Booth, and I just... The movie will come in and out of my brain. Oh, man. Once in in every couple, like, weeks, and I'm just like, wow, that movie (laughs) (laughs) was an experience. But yeah, no. To say the least. So, but yeah, Noah has, like, another rom-com coming out, or a coming-of-age movie coming out with Camila Mendez. Oh, and yeah. Laura Murano from Austin Alley. And so it's kind of like a little mini Austin Alley reunion for mm-hmm. them, which is adorable. I can't wait for that movie. I hope it's I hope it's good. Wait, is um, this it's called The Stand In. The Stand In. Okay. It's out next next year potentially. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I basically I just want him to succeed at life right now. So yeah. you know, just keep keep hiring him. <laughs> Keep giving him good yeah. lead roles. Like, I'm here for it. Yep, totally. Thank you so much Thanks for, for having on. me. This is fun. Where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at InsideTheTube and on Instagram, Philiana, P-H-I-L-I-A-N-A, and the number one. And all my stuff is on etonline.com. So, yeah. I will put that all in the description of this. And thank you so much for listening, guys. And I hope you all have a fantastic day. <laughs> I am so corny. I love <laughs> it, though. Too. I love that sign-off. <laughs> Bye, guys.